Hello, everyone, and welcome to Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, Bill Cannon. I'm a 27-year retired NYPD veteran, retired out of Manhattan North Homicide Squad. I want to wish everyone a happy Mother's Day today. What a beautiful day, and all you mothers out there, you deserve your day in the sun. Hopefully, you'll get to talk to all your children, and for those that aren't mothers, everyone has a mother. So I wish you all out there a happy Mother's Day. I usually wouldn't be coming live on Sunday on, on Mother's Day. However, there was a disturbing incident yesterday uh, in Times Square. And this incident, three people, three innocent people were shot in Times Square. And before I go into it, I'm going to have a little file tape from the police commissioner uh, speaking about it. And uh, let me let me go to the tape. that are shot. We have a female Hispanic, four years old from Brooklyn, shot in the leg and expected to undergo surgery at Bellevue Hospital. We have a 23-year-old female tourist from Rhode Island, here today to New York City, first to visit the Statue of Liberty, which was closed or not available at the time they got the tickets and decided to come to Times Square to enjoy the sights. And last, we have a 43-year-old female Hispanic from New Jersey. What we know right now is we have a dispute that erupted between two to four individuals, males. We have a picture of one person of interest that we have put out on NYPD News on our Twitter page, as well as a video. If you go there, you will see it. We are asking anyone with any information of what transpired here today to please call our Crime Stoppers hotline. It is, as you know, a very active investigation right now. I have Inspector uh, Chief Saunter, excuse me, uh, to my left. He will speak and answer any questions regarding the investigation in a moment. Very active investigation. We have three shell casings that appear to be 25 caliber. We're covered right now, and we will see where it goes from there. Any questions? Are they all innocent bystanders? It appears at this point in time the three individuals that are shot are not known to each other, and it appears that all three are innocent bystanders. At this point in time, we have one person of interest that we are seeking information. We have at least one shooter who's very active in the investigation. No indication yet to preliminary. No, very early in the investigation. Very, very preliminary. 
we have a dispute from numerous witnesses that a dispute occurred on the street involving at least two to four people. It is during this dispute that at least one person pulls out a gun. This is early and that could change. And it is during that pulling out the gun and the gunfire that three individuals that were not involved in the initial dispute were struck. You can the tourism in the city. Here we have someone from Rhode Island. They're working so hard to make Times Square or tourist attraction again. What happens now? How do you assure And I would, I would say the same thing. How many kids have to be shot before we take this seriously? We just had a one-year-old homicide cleared this week. How many more kids do we need to be shot before we realize that bad policies have consequences? And we need action and we need policies regarding laws to have consequences for the arrest. We've gone over it many times. I think you're seeing it play out and it's time that it stops. We have the four-year-old that is gonna undergo surgery. The last we heard, a very brave girl that is here buying toys when she is shot. I think we've, we've spoken about this ad nauseum at this point, right? Day in and day out. Earlier this, this morning, and I believe 145th Street, we had an innocent 60-year-old pushed onto the subway tracks. The individual was almost immediately arrested by responding police officers. It is the third time, the third time this year already, that that individual has been arrested for unprovoked assaults. When is this going to end? How many more people have to be injured, pushed in front of a train, or in this case, a young four-year-old toy shopping shot? She, she was with her family. Listen, this is this is all of our job. You have uh, officers out here every day, as you saw today. We had a officers from Steve Hughes detail. He can go into how many on the same block, immediately engaged. Uh, we have, we are detectives. So there you have it uh, from the police commissioner, a dispute between a group of maybe two to four people resulting in what they could see was uh, at least three shots fired. There were three shell casings recovered. Three people shot, including a four-year-old young girl shot in the leg who was in surgery last night at Bellevue. This is horrendous stuff for this city. Two other people shot, I believe it was a 23-year-old girl who was here from Rhode Island to visit the Statue of Liberty. And when the Statue of Liberty wasn't open, she came to Times Square uh, to visit Times Square. And the other woman who is a 43-year-old woman who was shot in the foot. Now, when he, the police commissioner was referring to the laws have to change, what he is referring to is bail reform and the policy of decarceration which is really coming down, not just from this mayor, but from uh, Albany, from Governor Cuomo. This bail reform has been a disaster. And because what it results in is basically perps getting arrested and uh, just being released, just being released with no consequences whatsoever. In fact, the DA's office really hasn't been in the prosecution business. I'd like to post a picture of a person of interest who this may actually be the shooter um, from yesterday. Uh, we used to say we loved it when perps wore jerseys with numbers on it. They were much easier um, 
to identify. But this is an individual who's who is wanted for questioning in regards to this this shooting. What are the consequences now of these shootings in the gem of New York City, which is Times Square? You know, Times Square is considered to be, they call it the crossroads of the world. Midtown South likes to say they're the busiest precinct in the world, which as far as jobs responded to is true. As far as, far as uh, violence, it's not true. But this is a horror for, um, for New York City because as the city's coming off of COVID, and wanting to get back to business and all of these restaurants and businesses in Times Square want to be up and running, crime becomes a problem. I Someone called me yesterday, I don't want to give his name, a restaurant uh, in Times Square on 46th Street called Tito Murphy's had 60 reservation cancellations after this shooting. What are the ramifications to a restaurant that's trying to get back on its feet for 60 Reservation cancellations. You can't make that up. And these restaurants are trying to get back into business. And this happens. You know, we're talking about um, bail reform and the fact that the district attorney hasn't really been prosecuting cases is a horror for New York City. All the restrictions put on the police um, is, ju is just horrendous, you know, in regards to the diaphragm law. Uh, you know, getting video cameras all over the place, clocking their actions, you know, uh, qualified immunity. That's a huge thing, making it easier for people to sue police officers. How about putting the police officers' disciplinary records out in public so anyone could see them? What do you think is going to be the first question asked by a defense attorney in a trial? The officer is going to be on trial. Brilliant, brilliant. We have all politicians in this city and the city council should hang their heads in shame because I'm going to give this shooting to them. They're responsible for this. De Blasio is responsible for this. And you know what his response is to this? Oh, Times Square is safe. Don't try to make it fear city. No, you've made it fear city, Mr. Mayor. You've made it fear city by your policies. You know, it's, this is crazy. And the other thing the um, police commissioner referred to uh an arrest uptown where an individual pushed someone, the, someone on the subway tracks. This is the third time that that person's done this this year. It, it's just crazy. Michael Abbott, how you doing in our chat? Uh, just Michael Abbott says, just wait for the coming summer months when the weather warms up. It's only to get going to get worse. All of these liberal Democrat politicians aren't willing to acknowledge that their policies are an abysmal fail failure. And we're also in the throngs of a mayoral race. And many of these candidates for the mayoral race, they're on the defund the police train, which is the most ridiculous. Anyone that says that should be immediately just kicked off the ballot. That's so ridiculous as to, to make it like they absolutely know nothing about politics. And look, the most important thing is public safety. And if a government uh, does not provide public safety, then they've lost everything else. You know, so when you get criminals emboldened that they're carrying guns in Times Square and getting in disputes and firing and, and hitting three innocent people, that's pretty horrendous. You know, I would just like to, I have to just go uh, and mention that one of our sponsors, attorney Joseph Murray, uh, 
he's a former member of the service and uh that's his information right there uh 185 great neck road there's his telephone number joe Murray's an outstanding attorney and um he's he's a great friend of police off the cuff and i, I wanted to uh push his law firm because he's, he's he's supporting us and uh if you need an attorney joe murray a former uh police officer he's a he's a great guy great attorney and he'll he'll definitely do the right thing by you uh getting back to the whole Times square thing just think of this city opening up restaurants who have suffered so badly in this past year they want to open up so badly because they need the money and they're still not at full capacity and then this happens a shooting in times square you know when i saw the officers that responded there was there was hundreds of officers out there in fact a female officer picked up the young four-year-old who was shot in the leg and ran because there was so much traffic ran to a ambulance an ems truck and delivered the child right there and the child was rushed to Bellevue. God bless that officer. Just think of that officer will have that image imprinted on her brain for the rest of her career. She did a great thing. But there are officers. There are lots of officers in Times Square. And it's also how we deploy them. One of the first things I thought of when I heard about this shooting was, where is anti-crime? Oh, there is no more anti-crime. They get rid of anti-crime. Anti-crime may have been able to spot this dispute before the gun was pulled out and perhaps move in and utilizing stop, question, and frisk, take that gun from the perpetrator before he shot three people. But again, the police are hampered by even the laws in regards to uh, stop, question, and frisk. Uh, I'd like to shout out to Joe Lisi, uh, Bardot. He's also, he owns a restaurant, a former captain on the NYPD. He owns a restaurant called Bardot on West 46th Street. And on Tuesday, 518, uh, he's going to have police off the cuff night. We need to support Joe Lisi and uh, restaurants that are owned by members of the service. Because Joe Lisi had a great police career and he supports the NYPD. Uh, I hope so, to see some of you guys there when he has police off the cuff night on Tuesday, May 18th at 7 p.m. Anyway, getting back to this whole Times Square thing, the city is getting more and more dangerous. You know, shootings and homicides are up. And the city hasn't even been populated the way it used to be because many people left the city because of corona. Now people, as they start returning to the city, uh, there's going to be more crime because there is no, with this bail reform, people getting arrested for robberies and getting out the same night. Uh, Sean Laffey says Times Square has become a hangout for homeless and drug dealers since COVID started and it was only a matter of time uh, until something like this happened. Yes, and it's, it's going to happen more frequently now as the tourists come back to Times Square because tourists are, are viewed upon as of the criminal element as victims. And we have to recognize as the police that we got to protect the tourists because that's the lifeblood of the city. But when you have a mayor like de Blasio who insists things are, are safe and then three people get shot in broad daylight, this shooting occurred at 5.05 PM yesterday. So late afternoon, uh, three people shot. 
it's it's unacceptable, you know. And I think we need to get anti-crime back into the game. We need to put plain clothes officers out there on foot in Times Square. That was one of the main places um, years ago that street crime used to go. And they'd be out there on foot. They'd be out there in cars. And when the criminal element knows that a plainclothes unit or doesn't know that the plainclothes unit out there, you have that element of surprise. And people like uh, plainclothes officers like street crime, like the precinct anti-crime, they can look out for troublemakers like this on the street and utilizing stop, question, and frisk. They can thwart this type of thing. You know, I, I get a laugh out of listening to some of the questions that the reporters were asking uh, the police commissioner. Like, what do you mean? Like, they don't know he's been hopping on bail reform and hopping on the fact that they've been hindering the police for the last year. And they're asking, what are you talking about? Like, you know, and then they, after when he told them a million times that this is a preliminary investigation, they kept on saying, do you know what type of gun it is? You know, come on, that's like journalism 101. Just shut up and listen, you know. Uh, Joe Reek, good to see you here. Retired Inspector Joe Reek, terrible violence. I also imagine all the pickpockets are at full strength. Three Card Monty, you're right, that's probably coming back, Three Card Monty. You hadn't seen that in years, you know, Three Card Monty, dice games, the whole the whole thing. Uh, we, uh, Joyce, we have strong laws. What we don't have is the backing of police officers when they make these arrests. Oscar Ferrafino, how are you, buddy? Christopher Strom, we need to not only bring back anti-crime, but reignite uh, the zero tolerance programs. I don't see under this administration, or it, it looks like the next mayor is probably going to be one of those five uh, Democrats that are running that are, are all, uh, most of them are anti-police. Um, I don't see this turning around under them. And uh, we don't have, at this point, I don't know if we have a strong enough Republican candidate to challenge these um, these woke Democrats that are um, running for mayor. So what we have is the least harmful one. And I, at this point, I, I can't really say who that is. But um, I don't see them going back to broken window-style window policing. I don't see them going back to zero tolerance. I don't see them going back to enforcing um, the small things. Look, they lost uh, jumping the turnstile. Jumping the turnstile used to be a theft of service misdemeanor, which allowed the police to, to arrest. And out of that, you get search incidental to a lawful arrest, which resulted in recovering lots of guns. They We lost that. We lost that. So now it seems like everyone is jumping the turnstiles with impunity. Squeegee peeps coming back. You know, that used to be, you always heard it. If you any of you guys are bosses and used to go to Comstat, you would hear that as one of the main definitions of what disorder was, having squeegee guys out on the street uh, because they were intimidating. They would basically, if you don't know what they are, they'd basically uh, force their will on people wash their windshield. If you didn't give them money, they'd spit on your windshield. So we need um, yeah, quality of life enforcement. That's what we need. Uh, MC's audio, a lot of these reporters are vultures, unfortunately. Yes, you know what it is? I, I always found out, and in my experience in 27 years of policing, that if a reporter didn't know the facts of the case, they would simply make it up. And that's, that's unacceptable. I've been on several scenes, hundreds of scenes, 
and knew the truth. And then when I saw what the reporters of the main, the Times, the News, and the Post reported, many times it had no relevance to what actually occurred. But so I had to assume that they were just filling in the blanks with false information because they weren't privy to the information. Uh, uh, Bill Ryan, if the next administration doesn't correct this, New York will be another Detroit. Let's hope not. You know, let's hope it doesn't go back to the New York of the 1980s. Let's hope it doesn't go back to the New York of the 90s. When you think about all the work that we did, the police did in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010, to correct this, to bring New York City crime down to the lowest levels and making it the safest city in America, safest large city in America. And now they're giving it back. And during de Blasio's administration, seven and a half years, he's given all the gains back. Crime has gone up. I always thought that, you know, God forbid the person that's in charge when crime starts going back up. <laughs> Look who's in charge, you know. Fortunately, he only has like six months left. He should run a Burger King after that or something because he should get out of politics. Oscar Ferrafino, now they know the truth and still change it to their agenda. What it looks like occurred, again, there was a, uh, a dispute on the street. This fellow here, um, I'm sure uh, this he's not a first-timer. He's the one, I think, that is the person of, you know, they use that term person of interest and that's specifically for the press, but there's potentially, they could have him on video either shooting or pulling out a gun and he potentially could be the shooter. So I uh, look, the detectives, New York city detectives, uh, they don't have that banner saying New York city detectives, the greatest in the world because they're making that up. They are the greatest in the world. And this guy's going to be in cuffs pretty soon if he in fact is the shooter. And again, I will guarantee you that he's no first timer. He's been at the hotel Rikers Island before. He may have even been at one of our state, been a resident of one of our state facilities. You just don't start out pulling out a gun in Midtown and, and shooting three shots at, at your rivals and hitting three innocent people. That shows a huge depraved indifference towards human life. And as I said, I'm sure this is no first time for this guy. Some of our chat, uh, MC's audio, Dennis Cirillo, I hear so many of our fellow retired members of the service say, let the city burn. They fail to realize that we and all we work for is at stake. We have to root for New York City and above all, the safety of our brothers and sisters in blue, 100%. I root every day and I pray every day for the officers the New York City police office, the people on the NYPD, because they want to do this job, but yet they're severely hampered. I compared it the other day when I was talking to uh, Ed Mullins, the president of the S SBA. It's like getting in a fight and tying two hands behind your back. How are you going to win that fight? You know, and the evidence of that is, you know, the diaphragm law, uh, getting rid of qualified immunity, um, hampering the stop, question, and frisk. Uh, all the restraints that they've put on the NYPD, the, the diaphragm law simply has to be changed. It's so ridiculous. And the city council should hang their heads in shame for passing that because they obviously know nothing about police work. 
and they should and they should find a new business because they don't belong in politics. If they pass the law like that, they're morons. And um, again, they should hang their head in shame. Rafael Ramos, if only Lieutenant Jack Maple, rest in peace, were around to see what these clowns have done to his crime-fighting innovations. You know, I, I frequently, uh, you know, every few months I speak to retired Chief Anamone, and uh, he has a hard time uh, reconciling what's going on right now. It's just really... Um, it's depressing for the people that made this city one of the safest cities in the world. Um, uh, Edward Murray, New York City is worse than the early 80s at this point. I don't think it is yet. It, it could get there if we don't do something about crime. It could get there, but I don't think it's getting there yet. Uh, Danny in New York City, I can't tell you how many guns we've recovered from hotel rooms over the last year in my precinct in Patrol Borough, Manhattan South, where we traditionally didn't have that issue. I'll tell you what that is, Danny, in New York City. What that is is that the perps on the street are not afraid to carry guns. They're not afraid of the police. They're not afraid that there's a plainclothes unit out there that's going to toss them. And I believe me, I don't want to criticize uniform. I think uniform's doing a hell of a job. And to do this job with one hand tied behind your back the way you guys are, I, I applaud you, and I, I pray for you guys every day that you know people have your back because obviously the political world in, in this, from the governor who really releases cop killers with impunity uh, on parole uh, uh, to his police reform that came down from Albany that basically insisted that municipalities accept it or they don't get state funds. That's what we're dealing with with this governor to a, a state attorney general that found that the um, the NYPD's conduct during last summer's riots were uh, there was something wrong with that. Not that the crowd injured four to 500 cops, but the, there was something wrong with the NYPD's response to it. Armando Rodriguez, yes, you're 100% correct. The perps know that there's no consequences to their actions because bail reform has allowed them to just get released you know, to get released. And uh, it, it's really it's really a sad state of affairs. Um, I just wanted to mention another, uh, another um, person that buys ads with us, Carol Waters, a realtor in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And she belongs to the Beach Realty Group. Her husband was a retired NYPD, also a retired fire department. And she's a big time salesperson down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. If you're interested in moving down there, there's a number, Cal Waters Realtor, 914-261-6681. Cal Waters sells Myrtle Beach at gmail.com. Uh, she's a great person to talk to, and her husband was a cop in an uh, FDNY. Give her a call. Folks, uh, you know, I just I just had to report on this today, even, it's, even though it is um, Mother's Day. And I'm wishing everyone uh, to have a great Mother's Day. And make sure you guys give your mother a call. You girls give your mother a call and wish her a happy Mother's Day. And uh, I want to say if you're not a member of our YouTube, not a subscriber, please subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, we also have a, um, a Patreon. And if you would join our Patreon, uh, we have three tiers to that. We have number one for seven dollars a month the bucket 
For $9 a month, you get to polish my rack. And for $11 a month, you're dipped in butter. So those are the three tiers of our Patreon. Here's the address right there to our Instagram. And I'm wishing everyone out there, uh, we got some exciting things happening on uh, Police Off the Cuff. Tomorrow I have a Dr. Richard Schober coming on, who's a professor and a retired FBI agent. He's a professor down in Tennessee, and he's an expert on human trafficking. Tuesday on Real Crime Stories, I have the great retired first grade detective Tommy Dades with co-host, a guest co-host, Phil Grimaldi. Uh, Wednesday, I'm doing To the Point with SBA President Ed Mullins with the president of the Buffalo, New York, PBA. And Thursday, I have um, Patrick Ryder, the Nassau County Police Commissioner, coming on. So an unbelievable week, some great, great guests. Uh, Tommy DeGrone, I see there. Tommy DeGrone used to work with me in the 2-3 squad. How you doing, Tommy? Good to hear from you. Make sure you give your mom a call today. Wish her a happy Mother's Day. All you um, Police Off the Cuff fans out there, uh, I wish you a happy Mother's Day. And I'm Bill Cannon from Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. Have a great day.